Welcome to the Real Estate Syndication Show. Whether you are a seasoned investor or building a new real estate business, this is the show for you. Whitney Sewell talks to top experts in the business. Our goal is to help you master real estate syndication. And now your host, Whitney Sewell. Lionshare Bookkeeping believes the key to generating wealth is understanding where it comes from and where it needs to go. They provide bookkeeping and financial coaching exclusively to real estate investors, focusing on cash flow, strategy, and action. Go to lionsharebookkeeping.com forward slash apartments to connect with them now. This is your daily real estate syndication show. I'm your host, Whitney Sewell. Today, our guest is Cameron Roy. Thanks for being on the show, Cameron. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me, Whitney. I'm excited to be here with you. Cameron picked up the cash flow quadrant book in December of 2018, and everything changed. He learned more, committed more, and eventually went all in on investing in multifamily real estate. He and his partners closed on his first 120-unit deal in November 2020. He's a host of the Multifamily Millennial Podcast and can be found in his spare time serving his church, playing golf, and hanging out with his wife and friends. Cameron, congratulations on the 120-unit deal. That's a big accomplishment. I'm looking forward to hearing about that process. I know many listening are also trying to get to that first 100 unit or plus, you know, syndication. That's incredible. But give us a little bit of background. It's not easy getting to that first deal, to say the least. I know it firsthand and I know you've had to persist and keep driving forward. So I want to hear a little about that. Yeah, absolutely. It was a wild ride to say the least. And so kind of like you said at the beginning, I read the cash flow quadrant. And when I read that book, I was working a corporate sales job and I loved it and I was doing fine and enjoyed it. But I caught the real estate multifamily bug reading that book. Everything I thought about money was flipped on its head. And I was of the mindset too, even thinking about building a real estate portfolio of single family houses. And that kind of changed everything. And so after I read that book, I spent all of 2019 committing myself to learning this business. So I read every book, I hired a mentor, showed up to every conference and networking event and, and all that fun stuff. And, you know, it's just grinding and grinding, learning how to underwrite, do all these things that are necessary, building relationships with brokers and stuff. And in February of 2020, so a good year and a few months of just committing myself to learning this business, I quit my day job to spend all of my time pursuing multifamily real estate. And so, you know, you think that's real risky. Yeah, it is. And my wife and I were in a position where I could leave and not really be affected negatively by leaving my job. But we we're like, hey, if there's ever a time where we can, I can strive for something, fall flat on my face and be confident that if I do, I could still pick myself up and, and create something good for our life. It's now. So I quit my good job, gave up my insurance, gave up the benefits, went all in. And over the span of you know that February, all the way to when we closed in November, it was an awesome learning process, finding out that, hey, this is a team sport. You, you could use some partners and you could use some experience and you could use some people around you to help get there. So I applied all that head knowledge I had from learning and all that confidence I had in leaving my company I was working with and just got after it. And man, I fell a lot, like <laughs> plenty of times I wanted to quit. Plenty of times in my head was like, just work a job, make a lot of money, be a passive investor. Like that, that rocks. But I wanted to be a multifamily guy actively. And so I stuck it out 
And man, the first one was the hardest, but we got there. It was a great property. It's in my backyard. It's here in Dallas, actually, which was even better. And the people I partnered with. That's a horrible market, by the way. (laughs) I'm kidding. (laughs) No, congratulations. Thanks. Yeah, I wanted to back up just a little bit. I was joking there, just in case the listener doesn't know it. Dallas has been a great market for a long time. But, you know, you mentioned like quitting your job. And we talk about it on the show often because it is such a big leap. It's a big leap of faith, right? You know, that, hey, we're going to go do this. You mentioned, you know, one thing there, though, that you kind of glossed over was that, you know, like your wife was on board. It sounded like now or never. Dive into that a little bit because that's difficult. If, you know, the guys and gals who are listening now who are married, maybe their spouse is not on board or maybe they're afraid to bring that up. Tell us a little bit about that because, yeah, I just can't say it enough that, hey, your spouse needs to be on board and be behind you 100%. Because when you're in a tough predicament, you're wanting to quit, like Cameron's talking about, you need that support, right? But dive in there a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. The last person that you want not on your side is the person you go to bed with, (laughs) being your spouse. And so it was a lot of conversations. And also, I'm a person of faith. And so I surround myself with what I think are wise advisors in my life, in my community. And this was not an irrational decision. This was talked about, prayed about pros and cons out, you know, weighing each other. And my wife, you know, was on the same page as me. And so my advice is like, I know, and I recognize that not everyone can do that. So there may be financial constraints that won't allow you to leave your day job right now. And I completely understand that. Ask yourself, What can you do? If all you can do is give yourself two hours a week to learning about multifamily, talking to broker, maybe seeing a property, hiring mentor, make sure that you show up so that you can do that and you'll eventually be able to do more. And I hope and I believe one day if you keep doing these cans, you'll one day be able to leave your job. It may take a lot longer than I did, but I believe that if you just show up to what you can do, it'll eventually happen. I like that. Focus on the can-do's, not the can't-do's, right? Correct. (laughs) So you wanted to quit, but you stuck it out, right? Dive in there a little bit. Maybe there was some, what were a couple challenges getting to that deal? You know, when it was like, hey, you know, you were talking to your wife, it's like, honey, I'm I'm ready to give this up almost, you know, or what were some of those challenges? Most of it was back in 2019 when I was learning about the business. You know, there's this saying, hey, whatever it takes. And that sounds really good until you realize what it actually takes. And there was countless nights, Whitney, whenever I was just in Starbucks around Dallas, learning how to underwrite for my mentor. I suck with Excel. I'm terrible at numbers, understanding terminology. Trying to learn how to underwrite was so frustrating hard for me. I almost gave up because of that. And then especially when I first got into it, my mindset in 2019 was I'll learn for a few months and then I'll buy a deal by the end of 2019. We didn't close until almost the end of 2020 on my first deal. And so there's a lot of learning like, hey, this is going to take longer than I anticipated. And brokers weren't giving me first looks on deals. Why would they? Who am I? Nobody. Banks were laughing me out the door. And so there's just a lot of hurdles that really you know, made me believe in those moments. This is for people who have been doing this forever, seasoned vets, experienced And then I learned about the aspect of a team sport. You know, there's a saying that you can go faster by yourself and further together. In multifamily, it's different. It's faster and further together. And so if you could surround yourself with a collective team of like-minded individuals that contribute to one another and the goal of the team, you can go faster and further together. 
So it took me a long time to learn that too. And I just felt like a lone ranger forever. And I was like, this is never going to happen for me. No doubt. I want to get into the team aspect because it is so important. And most people think in the beginning, they're going to do it all by themselves. And it does. Uh, I've seen very few people syndicate a deal all by themselves. It's very rare. It has happened, but it's very rare and usually takes longer than if they had just partnered with a group or at least one other person who had complementary skill sets. But also you mentioned you quit your job February of 2020. Well, we all know what happened in March, right, of 2020. So tell me some thoughts that were happening then. The country shuts down and you're thinking, wait a minute, I just left my job a few weeks ago. You know, what's going to happen now? Yeah, that was crazy. So I quit my job like I think three weeks before President Trump at the time declared a national emergency. And people were fearful about jobs and income. And so, yes, there was a little bit of that fear in my mind, but I also had the confidence of like, I don't have any other option now. I have to make this work. So whatever COVID is going to throw at us, however the economy looks, however multifamily looks, I don't have an option anymore. I don't have the security of the job. I have to make this work. So it was a lot of exploring different options, different angles, different opportunities because I couldn't just sit back on my couch and rest and think, we'll see how multifamily does next year. I'll just, you know, keep making my income, keep whatever. I was just running and grinding because I had no clue what was going on other than I just quit my job, COVID hit, and I've got to make this work. Nice. Got to make it work. I think really that level of commitment of like, almost like just cutting the ropes, burning the bridges, you know, however you want to say it. It's like, man, we don't have any choice, right? But to move forward, it just does something mentally to you when you know you have to move forward. You know, what were a couple of the next key steps? You know, you talked about that team sport, that theme of, you know, you have to find the right people. Give us a few glimpses into, you know, getting to that deal, but some things that helped that were crucial in making that happen. And maybe that was team. How did you do that? Yeah. So at the beginning, when I quit my job in February, it was saying yes to everything. And everything last year was virtual. So it was the virtual meetups, the happy hours, the conferences, whatever, and networking in those you know Zoom breakout rooms and scheduling meetings and going to people and telling my story and you know seeing if there's any camaraderie or synergy where we could potentially work together, do something. And so I eventually joined a mastermind group. It's a faith-based mastermind group called Kingdom REI. And through that mastermind, met my business partner, one of them in there, and we took down this deal together eventually. But it was essentially just realizing this is a relationship business. And I need to spend some significant amount of time building a relationship with people I know, like, and trust with my wallet. <laughs> and, you know, not just there's a lot of people in this industry I wouldn't trust in my own house that I've met. And so it was really just understanding who's who, what are they about, and do I like them, and do they like me, and could we complement one another? So it was just saying, yes, here I am. I want to be your friend or learn more about you at every opportunity I had. So you met team members in this meetup? Yeah, the lead sponsor on this deal that I did with them met through this mastermind, and we connected quickly. I was drawn to his story. He welcomed me in, and you know, eventually we found this deal and was a part of it with him. And so it was just getting to that point of finding somebody who'd be willing to let me come on with a little experience, but the, you know, abundance of commitment I had to it. Nice. Tell me what's your expertise. Tell us, you know, what your part of this deal was like, you know, where was Cameron at in, in getting to this deal and closing? 
Yeah. So the lead sponsor is out of Northeast up in New Jersey specifically. And so one of the most attractive things I think in, that I had going for me was that this deal was here in Dallas. And so, you know, being able to be on board, do the due diligence with the team, help raise capital, do the promotions for the deal, make sure that investors are, are met with all the needs or everything they have questions. And then just now ongoing working with property management, updating investors, making sure that, you know, especially when we had Snowvid, that big snow apocalypse back in February that our property wasn't destructing. But that was primarily my role is helping with all of that. Nice. Tell me, you know, how did you, you know, you talked about educating yourself for a year. I wanted to ask you any key things that helped you to really learn this industry. And I found so many people say, you know, there's not just like this great place to learn about real estate syndication, right? You know, there's so many things about it. It's such a moving target almost. There's so many team members that you need. But what were a couple of key things that helped you to educate yourself just to have the confidence to even partner with this individual and, you know, to do this deal? Where did you gain that confidence and education? Yeah, primarily through my mentor. What I realized at the beginning was, hey, this is where I want to be. And what better resource than just to find somebody who's there and see if they'd be willing to mentor me. And I found a guy, he's great. I love him. I still talk to him and get his, his advisement to this day. And it was meeting with him. So when I was working my day job during my lunch hour, a lot of times in the week, I drive to the back of the office, put him on speaker in my car and take notes and do homework. Here's what I want you to do this week. And I just make sure that before we talk to the next week, I executed, whether it was have a call with a broker, go walk a property, vet a property management company, underwrite this property that I've already done. I want you to do a mock underwriting and just his teaching me, you know, I believe in apprenticeships almost more than I do a college degree these days. Cause I feel like I got more out of the cash flow quadrant book than I did my tens of thousands of dollars business degree. And, you know, just sticking close with people who are where you want to be. No doubt about it. So many mentors out there and we won't spend a ton of time on this, but any due diligence that you would lead someone else to do that you did to help you to find that right mentor? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's great to have a mentor who's now my friend. It's the best. And so I would say just from you know my beliefs and my, you know, my personal opinions, like there's a lot of people who love to offer unsolicited advice. My hero in life is my grandfather who passed away a few years. And he told me when I was younger, he said, Cameron, don't ever take advice from somebody you wouldn't want to trade places with. And it's finding those people who you like, know, and trust. Like, you know, I'm going to receive something from somebody I would trust in my house without me there more than I would somebody who I wouldn't trust with, like, you know, in the company of my wife. And so just find people that you know, like, and trust and build that relationship. And if they're where you want to be, ask them to mentor you. And if they don't find another person and just keep asking, there's plenty out there. And this is a giving industry. People want to help. Great advice right there from your grandfather. I think you said it was, you know, take advice from those who like you could see yourself in their shoes or would want to be in their shoes. I mean, that is so wise and thinking through that. I've had other guests talk about similar things, you know, in finding that mentor, like who are they? How do they represent them? You know, or represent themselves. And is that something, a way that you would see you want to represent yourself as well? I think that's very well said when looking for someone like that. You know, tell us, Cameron, the most challenging part to getting to the first deal. The most challenging part to getting to the first deal after having done it is committing yourself to the mundane. There is so much boring, constant, nagging, 
unwanted work that you have to do. And some days it may look like a lot of emails. It may look like underwriting when you don't want to. There's just so many things that aren't this big, grandiose cannonball in the water. And then you get your first deal. It's one little step in front of the next. And most days, more than not, those steps are not really going to be fun, exciting, or desirable. But it is the path to success. It is. And you must believe that if you keep consistently doing these things, momentum will come. You don't know when, you don't know the day, but it will come if you keep pushing that tractor tire. And then eventually you'll just get to where you get to come up to it once a week and give it a good shove. I like that, pushing a tractor tire. Who's tried that? Not many, but you can imagine the difficulty. I used to call it like pushing a train. It's like, you know, how difficult is that? But once you get some momentum, it's much easier. Well said. What about anything you would have done different knowing what you know now? Yeah, I would have a lot quicker have sought out partners and people to partner with. I spent a lot of time just in my ignorance because I didn't know that I could be the the lone rider and do it on my own. But I don't think I wasted any months, but I could have maybe done something quicker or more substantial. Not that I'm not pleased with what I have done. I certainly am. But just realizing this is a team sport and there is a high barrier to entry. This isn't a low barrier to entry industry. If you've never done a deal, no bank's going to take you serious. No broker's going to send you the first look off of an off-market deal. So it's not very welcoming to newbies. So you need to find people who have experience that would allow you to come on their team, add value where you can quickly. How do you advise others even to prepare for a downturn when buying properties like this? Make sure that you have a well-developed, agreed-upon business plan with your team. It's almost like, I'm conservative. That's why you should give me your money. That's becoming watered down. Who's not conservative these days? Making sure that you have more than enough reserves than required and you're not cutting corners and you're treating your tenants right because at the end of the day, they're the lifeblood of your business. And if they don't like you as a business owner, then you know, in my opinion, what business do you have owning something that they call home? Yeah, we want to treat them the best we can. That's for sure. We're caring for that community as well as caring for our investors, aren't we? If your tenants like you and they love the property management and they like what you've done with the place, they're going to be more compelled to pay rent one way or another in a downturn if they have hard times versus uh, COVID hit, I had a COVID hardship and I can live here for free. That kind of attitude that exists. And I have a lot of friends who have tenants like that. You know, it's like, man, it's one of those things you want to build a relationship where they're scared to disappoint you. Not that they have anything to prove to you, but you've just been so good to them that they want to make sure that they're being honorable to you and, and, you know, your property they live in, in a downturn. Cameron, do you have any daily habits that you are disciplined about that have helped you achieve success? Oh yeah, man. I'm so scatterbrained. I'm a squirrel guy, squirrel chaser. And when I quit my day job, my wife had to help me become disciplined with my time management. I've never been so good at it. So I use a planner. I have every single 30 minute increment in my day planned Monday through Friday. The weekends are freebies for me, whether I need to work or, you know, we're hanging out or doing something or traveling. But sticking to a schedule, my schedule used to be in my head. That's why I missed a lot of meetings. (laughs) And so every day I just, I sit down in the morning, check my schedule, make sure it's on my paper planner, make sure it's in my phone calendar and my Outlook calendar on my computer. And I make sure I show up doing that, being disciplined in my time and saying no a lot has really helped me 
you know, in my life, bringing me a lot of peace as well, not just success in the real estate world, but peace. Yeah, no is a critical word to learn to say. It's difficult. Still, I have to work on that often. What's your best source for meeting new investors right now? My best source for meeting new investors right now? Yeah, they can just head on over. I mean, if they want to you know, connect to me or whatever, they can go to CameronRoy.com. I mean, what are you doing to connect with them though? Like what's your best source for what you're doing now to find them? Yeah, I see what you're saying. A lot of it at this point, thankfully, is word of mouth. I get people reaching out to me, buddies of buddies and families of buddies or whatever. But at the beginning, it was a lot of just putting out content. You know, I believe in being adding value. And so, hey, if you really understand a market, talk about it, put it out there on social media, market it. Ask to be on people's podcast and tell your story and get it out there and say, I want to connect with you, listener. Here's how you can get in touch with me. But, you know, I still do that stuff. But at this point, a lot of it is just people reaching out because of investors I've, you know, currently work with and have dealt with. What's the number one thing that's contributed to your success? The Lord, man. I mean, that may sound cheesy, but I'm a firm believer in God. And I think that he's sovereign over everything. And if you want to know more about that and why I believe in that, I would love to talk to you about it. But, you know, what am I other than just a vessel in his hands? Like, sure, I've done a lot, but he's done everything. I could not agree more with that statement for sure, Cameron. What about how do you like to give back? Yeah, man, I love kids. I love young men. So at my church, I volunteer with the youth ministry and I have a group of eighth grade boys. They're all knuckleheads, but I love them so much. And I've had them from sixth grade and I'll get them all the way through 12th grade. So we're going on year three coming up with them. Wow! And I love devoting, you know, a couple hours every Wednesday night of my time to loving them, shepherding them, teaching them the gospel, the Bible, the common struggles of a young eighth grader. And so, you know, I just devote a lot of my time to these kiddos. Incredible. I appreciate you giving back in that way. That's some difficult years right there. And I just, you know, I think back and I think, man, if I'd have had somebody that was that strong believer, especially a man that was way ahead of me that I could look up to like that, like yourself, man, that would, I think that would have played a big role, you know, in helping me mature faster probably during that time, make some better decisions anyway, hopefully. So appreciate you giving back in that way. That's so great. But thank you for just giving back today and, and really going through just the difficulties and the even the steps of faith, uh, quitting your job and, you know, your wife being on board, building the team, you know, knowing that you, you wish you had probably, you know, started growing your team faster, you know, but the importance of a mentor and how you found him, some things about that that were important. But then just this deal. Congratulations again to you, Cameron. Tell the listeners how they can get in touch with you and learn more about you. Yep, you can... Go to CameronRoy.com and learn more about me, what I'm currently doing, what I have done. And I'd be happy to connect with anybody, even if you just want to talk golf. I'm a golfer. Let's just get on the phone and build a relationship. Thank you for listening to the Real Estate Syndication Show, brought to you by LifeBridge Capital. LifeBridge Capital works with investors nationwide to invest in real estate, while also donating 50% of its profits to assist parents who are committing to adoption. LifeBridge Capital. Making a difference, one investor and one child at a time. Connect online at www.lifebridgecapital.com for free material and videos to further your success.